to drugs? Did I hear that right? Welcome to the Own Your Health podcast. I'm Cindy Lynn, and I can't wait to help you step into your health power. So one of the things I frequently hear is, well, I'd like to own my own health, but I don't think I can go all natural. Or I don't think I can go off my medications, right? I really just, just don't think that that would work for me. And guess what? Owning your own health doesn't mean that you can't participate in the medical system. Owning your health means that you're going to do it on your terms with a full understanding and you're going to be intentional about it. So let's talk about drugs. And with this, I mean pharmaceuticals and a lot of the common prescriptions that many of my clients and uh, friends and neighbors and those who reach out to me are on. And let's think about how you can own this process. So the first thing I have to say is in an emergency situation, in, uh, you know, absolutely super high blood pressure, chest pains, um, stroke symptoms, those things that we talked about in two episodes ago that were what is an emergency. Yes, you're going to take the drugs. You're going to take whatever you need to take at the time. And then in owning your own health, you're going to check in, you're going to learn, you're going to understand, and you're going to manage afterwards what you continue to be on. So one of the first messages I like to come across, and one of the first really important aspects is that medications aren't forever. And I know a lot of you have been put on medications, and you're like, yep, you're just going to take this for the rest of your life. And that may not be the case. It may not be the case because it may become ineffective. You may need a different medication. Your body, your hormones, your weight, your circumstances may change that you don't need as much of that medication or that you need more of that medication. So the first point that I always want to get across is nothing for medication is forever. It always will have a time that it needs to be re-evaluated, whether it's dose, whether it's frequency, whether it's side effects, whether it's compatible with other things that you may need to be on. So nothing is forever. And if you go in with that idea, you automatically start asking questions. Okay, if nothing is forever, how do I get off of this? When can I, how do I reduce this medication? If this one's giving me side effects, what other options are there that can do the same task? Okay. The other really great use for pharmaceuticals is and, and there's some overlap in the last point with this, is that pharmaceuticals can be a really good bridge until you have the time to make lifestyle or other types of changes. So um, one of the most, I think one of the scariest things for people who come and talk to me is the idea of going on medication for mental health issues. And there's people who really, really rile against it. And they absolutely don't want to go on medications. And at the same time, they're unable to function in their life. And when I say unable to function, I mean unable to get out of bed, to shower regularly, to feed them, to prepare food, um, to acquire food, to really do those 
basic activities of daily living. And in cases like that, the best way to own your health is to find something that will allow you to start those basic tasks. And that's an area where I actually, and, and people are shocked by this, I encourage people to go on pharmaceuticals. And, and this is the big and, find a good doctor who will not only prescribe them, but help you work through the other facets of your health or of your life that are contributing to this. So there may be other other things going on in your body, other hormonal issues, other drug side effects. Um, but to find someone who can help you work through the root cause of the problem, but use pharmaceuticals as a bridge so that you actually can get out of bed, get showered, go to the grocery store and get food, prepare the food, eat, and begin to get better. Okay. Um, the same is true for high blood pressure. You know, if you're diagnosed with hypertension and you need to go on medications because you don't want to have a stroke or a heart attack, that may be necessary. And it may be a really good idea to go on those medications. And then, as those of us who own our health know, you say, okay, how do I get off? How do I reduce? How, what can I change in the root cause of this problem so that I don't have to continue to be on this medication? But in the meantime, this medication is going to hopefully help prevent me from having a stroke or a heart attack. Medications can also be a good bridge for managing blood sugars. And this isn't one of the first ones that I really encourage because it is, um, it's fairly straightforward. I won't use the word easy, but it's fairly straightforward to control your blood sugars by simply not putting sugar into the system, okay? And that's one of those topics that could be a, a whole other podcast, but if you don't put sugar in, you're not gonna raise the blood sugar level the same way that you will if you do put sugar into the system. And by sugar, I mean all carbohydrates. So medications in the interim for very, very high blood sugars, to bring them down so that you aren't doing damage to your tissues, damage to your nerves, and then have the opportunity to make lifestyle changes with what you eat and how you move your body to be able to get off of those medications. And that's where most physicians, and I, I, I think I can clearly say most without batting an eye, most physicians see these drugs as long-term, if not permanent. But you don't have to. You can see any of these drugs, whether they're for mental health, whether it's for blood sugar control, um, blood pressure. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, of course, at a loss right now. They can be a very good bridge to get you where you need to be safely, to be, to be in a safe place so that you can make your lifestyle changes. And that's where the ownership comes in. Because anytime you go on any medication, you say, all right, what's the exit plan? 
what do I have to do to get off of this? How, what blood pressure readings do I need to have to stop taking this? Where does my glucose level to be to, to reduce or to stop this medication? And, and I highly encourage you right from the start when working with your physician to let them know, okay, yep, this is, you're making this recommendation. It's for my safety at the moment. And how do I get off? What is the, what's the off ramp? What's the exit plan? And there should be one for every medication you're on. And that can be a, 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 an exit from that specific medication, an exit from that dose to a lesser dose of medication, uh, to a different, um, different type of different acting medication, um, one that has less side effects or fewer risks. What's the exit plan? So I absolutely say yes to drugs when necessary as part of owning our health. And I ask, what's the exit plan? So just to be super clear on this, owning your health does not mean that you can't ever take anything. It doesn't mean that you don't go to your doctor. It doesn't mean that you don't ever take pharmaceuticals. And great. I mean, we all wish that we didn't have to. But it does mean taking that responsibility and doing your research as well. And what are the side effects and what are the alternatives and continuing to ask those questions, even for the pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals that you may have been on for a number of years. It's like, okay, doc, um, what's new? What's what else is out there? Can we try lowering the dose? What's the plan? What's the exit plan for this? And you may be surprised because a lot of times people don't ask that question. A lot of times people don't want to take the ownership. So they get on the, they get on the pill, they get on a shot, they get on whatever, and then they don't change anything. And in the defense of physicians, they are so accustomed to people being unwilling to take the ownership or unwilling to change anything that very often they don't lead with with lifestyle changes anymore. You know, it's just not worth it to tell people to move, eat a certain way, because people don't. And then in their minds, they're simply postponing therapy for that three months or six months or a year until the person comes back in. So I, I get very frustrated that physicians don't offer lifestyle, meaningful lifestyle changes and the education around them. But I'm also in a position to understand that after hundreds and hundreds of patients over years and years of people being unwilling to take ownership, they assume you don't want ownership and they step up and that's how you end up letting the medical system own your health rather than owning it yourself. Now, the same is true of supplements. And there are people who are absolutely against taking supplements. You know, there's, there's two schools of thought when it comes to supplements. And one is that they, they can make up for you know, gaps in nutrition and that it's relatively inexpensive insurance for your health. And the other side of that story is that it's just expensive urine that you're making with supplements. And this, like everything else, depends on your goals and what you're trying for. 
But if you're attempting to make changes in your lifestyle and you're attempting to make changes in what you eat and how you cook, supplements in the short term, again, as a bridge until you get the, the whole food nutrients in place, may help you get to your goal more quickly. There are certain supplements, um, for example, vitamin D. If you live in the north, like I do, I will probably always have to take some. But again, I monitor levels, adjust, and respond. And it's a choice. I mean, that's part of owning my health is that I look at where my levels are, what I need to get them there. So I don't believe in just blindly taking any supplement or any pharmaceutical forever without an exit plan or without monitoring to see if there's still a specific need for it. So that's that's my, my words, my uh, wisdom that I have to offer on this topic. Um, no, you don't have to go without, you don't have to give up all of your medical system cold turkey to begin to truly own your health. And I love to act as a bridge to helping you do that, whether it's through the community, whether it's through you reaching out individually to me. If you're looking for some help, if you're looking for that bridge to being able to own your own health, you can grab information in the show notes below. So I'm going to wrap this one up a little quicker today. I know I've been getting long-winded. Um, and I will see you next time. And until then, let's go out and own it. The information contained in this podcast is provided for educational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. I am a nurse, but I'm not your nurse. Please see your personal health care provider for any concerns.